Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is podcast 499, creeping up on 500, which is the next one, right? So stay tuned for that one. There'll be freebies. There'll be gifts. We'll be giving things out. We'll be having some fun with it. Glad you're here. Glad you're mastering the world of persuasion, motivation, and influence. Things that'll make a big difference in your life and your income relationships. Fill in the blank. Today, we're talking about the trifecta of giving that perfect persuasive presentation. We're going to talk about edutainment, engagement, energy, Hey, if they're not listening, you can't persuade them. If they're sleeping, you can't get them to care. If they're dinking on their phone, you can't change their opinions. Now, you can point fingers. Well, it's their fault. They're the rude ones. They're looking at the phone. Uh, I don't know. Are you the boring one? Are you keeping their attention? Things have changed. Attention spans have changed. We're going to talk about that today. Give you some good solutions and some freebies on how to create and deliver that perfect persuasive presentation. I've watched thousands of presentations. Were they doing well? What can they improve on? Because anybody can present. I mean, really. But is it persuasive? Anybody can data dump and inform, but is it influential? There's a difference. In fact, at the college courses I teach, I ask in the very first day of class, how many of you here to see if I'm any good? Or check me out at Rate Your Professor. (laughs) They do the research. They don't want to be bored. And it takes a lot more energy enthusiasm and charisma to keep people engaged than it did even a few years ago. I mean, if you look at great speeches in history, those charismatic leaders, they wouldn't be that charismatic today. Not taking anything away from them, but styles and times change and we adapt. So let's kick it off. Let's start it out with the persuasion blunder. Don't, don't, don't. I decided to do the little AI thing this week on what is the biggest sales and persuasion mistake. So go to the archives. You can check out how to use AI to become more persuasive. That can be found at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. All the podcasts are there, products, services, the freebies, your IQ assessments, all in one spot. So the big blunder, we talk about this all the time, focusing too much on the product, not enough on the customer. Because let me add this. When you talk to the customer, potential customer, the prospect will say, that they feel like you're just data dumping on them, never really understood them. One size fits all. Now, you probably know more than the customer about doing your product, your services, solutions, but they still need to feel that you've adapted and that you've listened to them. Even if you know with 100% accuracy what they need and that you could solve their problem, they still need to feel heard. If you went to a lawyer, had a big case, they're like, oh, we know how to do this. We do this all the time. We'll take care of it. Like, no, I'm unique. I'm different. You got to hear me. What do you got to hear? What I got to say? Again, even if the lawyer was the expert and they could solve it and they've solved it a hundred times, the prospect still needs to be heard. Now, the other side of that is just throwing what I call persuasion or sales darts, hoping something sticks. It does this. Oh, it didn't stick. It does this. Here's another feature. Here's another benefit without really finding out what they want. They may not care. Or might not even know they need it and want it. So I think a lot of the knee-jerk reaction is, well, I do that. But do they really feel that you're doing it? They felt heard that you understand their needs before you talk about solutions and features and benefits. They have to feel heard. 
And even if you know with 100% accuracy, which you probably don't, they still have to be heard. Even if you're dealing with teenagers, if they feel heard and you still say no, they felt heard, they're more likely to take your no than if they didn't feel heard and understood. So when they know that you can understand their pain, their challenges, their problems, what's going on, then you can start demonstrating how things work and provide solutions and take them down the path of persuasion. And in that same category, others that came up, not listening, right? Not feeling heard. Rushing the sales process. One size fits all, not feeling heard. Just trying to get the sale. And another one, still in that same category, lack of adaptability. The customer has to feel unique, that your approach is effective for them, will help them. That's the important point to persuasion and sales. Time for the geeky Scarly article. This is the follow-up from last week. Remember, we took a deep dive into negotiation, making the first offer, those anchor points. That's what starts the negotiation. So just to follow up with some studies on that, this comes from the Organizational Behavior and Human Decision Processes, showed that anchor points in negotiations impacted what sales prices participants viewed as acceptable offers. It does adjust their perception of value, what they're going to spend, what's acceptable. Here's a bad and good example. When you're going to go buy shopping for a car, how much you want to spend? You're like, oh, $25,000. they will show you a $50,000 card. That's the anchor. Adjust your perception. Wow, that's what new cards cost. And it changes their perception of value, where to get started, and what they thought they were going to get. Another study in the Journal of Behavior and Decision Making. So when people bought their house, that's their anchor. That's what it was worth. But even if they're selling it 20, 30 years later, that's still part of that anchor, which can hurt what they're going to sell it for. They don't adjust to market changes, what it's really worth, because they have initial anchor. This is what they paid for it. So there's a couple pieces to that. So don't be afraid to go high, go low. Don't get into the insult zone where like, yeah, whatever, you're pulling that out of the air. Have your research. Let them know the formula you're using, how you're getting to that number. Set the anchor and it's okay to go first. So let's get into listener email. This is Pete from El Salvador. Oh boy. Says Kurt, can you explain edutainment? I heard that in one of your trainings. And it does not translate. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a made-up word. It definitely is. Basically, that word is part education and entertainment. Edutainment. So education, entertainment. Making sure that people are having a good time. They're listening. They're engaged. They're learning. It is the future of persuasion. It's a future of presentation. It's a future of education. No one wants to just sit there and be lectured. They want to be engaged. They want to learn. They want to have fun. And that's the key. So let's talk about a few of these things. Remember, we're going to talk about edutainment, engagement, and energy. This would be your energy because you can't transfer energy to your audience, give them energy unless you have energy yourself. And let's not sugarcoat it. I've said this before. There's no such thing as boring topics, only boring presenters. Trained many scientists, many doctors, many engineers, many accountants because they're missing some of these skills. They don't teach them in school. They have to have their core competence, but then they just expected to have some of these other soft skills. No such thing as boring topics. And some people get a little tense here. Well, what about this one? What about that one? Hey, I'm with you. Some topics are harder than others. They might take more effort than others to make them engaging and interesting. But you've probably taken a science course, bored out of your mind, and you've probably taken a science course where you were engaged or history or whatever it is. 
No boring topics. Own up. Because if they're not listening, if they're sleeping, if they're dinking on their phone, if they're looking out the window, you've got to take some ownership for that. And part of that, too, is realizing that attention spans are an all-time low. Some say minutes. You know, for adults, they might give you 10 minutes. And I think that's pushing. I think they give you one, maybe one to two minutes to see if you're any good, if it's interesting, if there's a thing in it for them. Then from there, their attention, their focus is slowly going to decline and eventually not listen at all. Now, those working with children, teenagers, it's much lower. You might get two to five minutes before they go, up oh, squirrel. That's assuming if you've seen the movie up. <laughs> it's the talking dogs are talking like, oh, squirrel. So their attention spans are low too. So, hey, let's talk about giving that perfect persuasive presentation, being more engaging, using edutainment, direct correlation between your ability to present and your promotions your ability to sell and persuade. Hey, start volunteering. It might not be your favorite thing, but get better at it. Make a video. Hey, send me the video. I'd be happy to look at your video and give you some feedback on what you could do to be more charismatic, more engaging, more persuasive. This is an art and a science. So this is becoming more and more important. This edutainment is a matter of the college or corporate, even in this world of speaking, you know, giving keynote addresses, which I do. I've seen a big trend over the years. You'll have a stand-up comedian teaching listening skills or relationship skills. You have a, a magician teaching time management. You might have, you know, fill in the blank. They have to be more engaging. Even early in my seminar days when I was making a name for myself, I would guarantee, look, first day, if it's not everything and more, full refund. I'll even pay for your airfare. Now, that's big risk, but that's just a safety net to say, no, this is going to be fun. We're going to learn some great things. And when you do it the right way, it never becomes an issue. So how do we combine these? Well, when you're talking about edutainment, there's got to be relevance. You have to learn to align with the interests of the audience. What do they want? Do you understand your target audience? Do you understand your product? Have you identified the whiff? What's in it for them? What's in it for their organization? What's in it for their team? That's going to grab their attention. That's going to keep their interest. Are you considering everybody in the audience from culture to language to age? We have to adapt. In persuasive presentations, whether it's Mississippi or Brazil or Dominican Republic or Italy or Dubai, it's always the same potatoes. You change the gravy. Same rice, change the curry. Same pasta, change the sauce. You get what I'm saying? So your core message is the same but you're still going to adapt to the people in the room. Engineers are different than salespeople, which are different than customer service. No right or wrong, just different, but that's the key to good edutainment and keeping people's attention. And then from there, you just can't show up and talk. And show me your 110 slides. If you want my views on PowerPoint and being persuasive and not persuasive, you can go to the archives. But being interactive... Can you do a quiz, an assessment, a challenge, a rhetorical question, a group project? And what that means is about every 10, 12 minutes, you're doing something different. Here's a video. Here's a story. And that's a big one right there. You want them engaged. You want them to listen. You want them to remember how many times we talked about stories. I mean, I've had companies have me do three-day seminars just on storytelling for leaders. That is a key leadership, charisma, interactive edutainment skill is telling stories. So every 10, 15 minutes, maybe it's a story, it's a video, it's an exercise, it's some instruction. 
Switch it up, keep it interactive, keep it fun, and keep it multi-sensory. You have to realize everyone has a different style of learning. Some are very visual. It's write it out, see the picture. Some are auditory. They need to talk it out. They need to hear it. Some are kinesthetic. Let's take it apart. Let's see it. How does this make us feel can be a big part of it. And I would always add to this, especially now more than ever, is humor. When they laugh with you, they're engaged, they're listening more, they're accepting what you're teaching. It makes a big difference. Now, remember with humor, either going to laugh with you or feel sorry for you if it's really bad humor. So make sure it's appropriate. And that can be done through a joke, a meme, a poster, a comic, an object. If you do use something like that, especially a meme or a comic, because your audience reads at different speeds, you don't just want to show the comic because you get the <laughs> different spots of laughter in the room. What I would do is put up the comic, and you got to check to see if you get permission on what comics to use, but that's on you, is to put a, like, a white box over the text. and just So they don't look at the comic or the meme, get a feel for it, then show them the text, read it to them, and they'll sync up with your reading, and they'll all laugh at the same time. Simple thing, but makes a huge difference. But you have to strike that balance. Some fun, some humor, some learning, some stories. Because you'll have some haters in the audience that hate stories. Don't want to laugh. But most people do. The majority of your audience loves humor, loves stories. You, can, you might have your diehard analyticals. Really, another story. Really, another joke. Take this seriously. There's no smiling in business. They might be there. Give them some content. Get them happy. Give them their statistics, the things they want to hear. But remember, the difference between persuading somebody one-on-one -on -one in an audience is dramatic. And here it is. When I'm persuading somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I'm adapting, customizing to them. When I'm in an audience, in a group, I'm shooting down the middle because I have all the personalities in the room. So what can you do? Show them how to apply it more, but personalize, do your research. And then throughout the presentation, feedback, rewards. I've seen people throw candy bars for answering a question. Whatever you do for fun, recognition, achievement. So have a little sugar, a little chocolate, a little candy, a little reward that can have a big difference. So from the edutainment side, let's talk about that engagement. You've got to crank that up. We've talked a little about that, but I mean, really keep them engaged. Keep their attention. It could be anywhere from a contest, a gamification, to just getting a feel for the audience. I know a lot of audiences, let's do them, say I'm doing a, three-day seminar, I need them to interact. We have to break the ice real fast because they don't know each other. So an icebreaker, a little scavenger hunt, maybe have them talk about their spirit animal, something unique about them, get that energy going, get that engagement going. And the key is to know when to pivot. Feel your audience. Maybe it's not going as well as you think. Maybe they're not understanding your content as much as you hoped. Pivot to a story, to an exercise, to working with the partner. It's okay to pivot. Don't just keep going. You have to switch gears, learn to pivot. Do you need more surprises? I've seen some speakers start from the back of the room. Everyone's looking around. They hear this voice coming from above trying to find out what's going on. So surprise, a loud burp would be a surprise. I probably don't recommend that one. But hey, if you try it, let me know. So engagement is switching it up, gamifying, interactive, knowing when to pivot using surprises, asking more questions, expecting the answers, 
This can be face-to-face, this can be online. These techniques work. So we talked about edutainment and now engagement. Let's talk about energy. Now you want the energy in the room, but that energy is coming from you. No energy, we gotta look at you. And one of the best examples of that is Tony Robbins. He can speak and dance and yell for 15, 16 hours a day. They just go and go and go. And he said, the higher energy level, the more efficient your body, the more efficient your body, the better you feel, and the more you'll use your talent to produce outstanding results. He's got the energy. He's got that riz, that charisma. He keeps audiences engaged. That's passion. That's charisma. That's energy. We know that great charismatic leaders have high energy levels. So we have to think about, where's this energy coming from? Well, from you. Are you passionate about your topic? Are you enthusiastic? That increases energy. Are you there to change lives? You really care? Increases energy. So your goal is to transfer that energy to your audience. That's why you need to read them, feel them, and know when to pivot and when to change. Part of that, too, is your balance. Have you ever felt out of whack? This is another one in the archives. We talk about balance is... You getting enough sleep? Are you eating right? Are you exercising? Oh, I don't have time to exercise. I'm telling you right now, exercise gives you more time. You're just going to sleep less, have more energy, become a better persuader, think faster, solve problems better. It's all about that. So you need to have balance in your life from what you're eating to your exercise to your emotional balance, your emotional intelligence. You can even add your spirituality. And even your relationships, do you have a balance there? Are things pulling you down? You have to realize when you look at your emotions, your spiritual side, your social side, your relationship, your physical health, all those have to balance each other. When one of those is really pulling you down, just like a bad stock in a mutual fund, it can really affect your energy. So increase your energy, and that'll increase the energy in the room. If you're feeling like eh, they're not quite there, maybe it's time for a break. Maybe it's time for some sugar, some caffeine. Maybe it's time for a group exercise. Get them to stand up, raise their hands, watch the energy change in the room. Any type of movement, interactivity, laughing, humor can dramatically increase the energy in the room. A powerful, motivating, exciting story. And part of the energy, too, is how the room is set up. Are the seats close together? More energy. Is it the right temperature? And that needs to be under the radar. Too hot can suck the energy out of the audience. Lack of lighting could hurt energy. Distractions outside, sound coming from next door can hurt the energy. Ceiling height. Higher the ceiling, the more energy you can create. The higher the ceiling, you think bigger, there's more energy in the room. The more they get to know each other, more energy. Having music, well, at least good music, more energy. I'm telling you, these skills make the biggest difference. So, edutainment. Go ahead and educate. You got to do that, but be more entertaining. Be more engaging. Have more energy in yourself. Create more energy in the room. That's the trifecta. That's going to make the biggest difference because this will help you give that perfect persuasive presentation. So, let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. Take your presentation IQ. Go to presentationiq.com. It's 10 questions. Helps you. Helps me with my research. Identify your strengths and your weaknesses. And for doing that, I'll give you my 90-minute training on how to create and deliver the perfect persuasive presentation. Because there's structure involved here. Where do you insert this? Where do you put the story? What do you start off with? And you'll receive that template 
in the training. Hey, become more engaging, get a little more energy, use a little edutainment, become more influential, more charismatic, and go out and persuade with power. 